Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cinespection. I'm Gabe. That's John. Uh, I finally convinced you to watch another Car Carpenter movie. I don't know how, actually. <laughs> like, I'd really like... You were just like, okay, and if I'm going to be a thousand percent honest on this, I actually... You had said, I don't know if it's going to be streaming anywhere. And I was like, okay, maybe it won't be streaming anywhere. And so... Then I looked it up, and of course, it was streaming somewhere. Not a normal place to stream. It was on Peacock, but I so happened to have Peacock. Um, and one of a, one of their three subscribers. One of their three subscribers <laughs> due to a free program of whatever. So um, yeah, I uh, I watched it, and we're here to talk about the movie They Live. 1988. I was a whopping one me. year old. What was I was zero years old when this came out. Yeah, um, it's just as old as I am. I was born in October. This came out, I think, in around this this time. It's the 35th anniversary, which is crazy to me. That like, because the movie looks so. I mean, it looks old. You know, like not in yeah. a bad way, but it looks old, and I'm like, oh, it's just as old as I am. Yeah, I mean. I don't think, I mean, yes, it looks old, but I don't think it, the message of the movie. I'm surprised that they haven't remade it, honestly. I know. They're, it's just like, I, I don't always, want them to. Yeah. Don't, like, we we say this every do week. Do not listen to me. Do not, do not. But yeah, I know listen. that now that I've said it, per like the curse of this show, that I've said it on the internet, the algorithm has picked it up and they will probably try to remake this wonderful wonderful movie. yes we have like right. like like being prophets about remakes what did we they remade uh roadhouse i mean roadhouse. like I'm, I'm it's it's not that we're prophets it's that we've gotten lucky a couple times and it's a little spooky and i just i don't want them to remake that or this or any of the well, they, they, they sort of picked up every like every known ip even if it's, yeah. if it's mildly known they're like we're gonna make it again like i wouldn't be surprised if they tried remaking like enter the dragon or something like you know I because mean, they yeah. just i would be i would be a little remiss about that. but right right this is a great movie uh i'm actually really you, glad that we watched you, it you like you did like it this yeah this, out of the two movies that we watched this week, we watched Jennifer's Body. If you didn't check that out, it's up on the, it's up on Spotify and everywhere else, and you can watch it on YouTube. But uh, this was the second movie, and this was a movie I preferred out of the two. Um, yeah, it had a great message. I think it's a really poignant message. There's only, like, one, like, weird scene that I thought was, was a little long... Which one? Um, but that was it. There, just one scene, which is saying something because normally I would pick apart Carpenter a little bit more. But what, what was the what was the long scene? It's the scene where uh, they're like in the alley, and he's like trying to get I think it's Frank to wear to try on the glasses. Yeah, that scene is like forever long. And the the other problem I have with that scene. Is that it's like, why wouldn't his friend just try on the glasses and be like, look, I tried on the effing glasses. Like, leave me the, you know, leave me alone. Um, yeah. So what I've read about that scene is that it was supposed to be like 30 seconds long or something. But like, they just long. shot, 
Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the joke, right? Because it starts getting so ridiculous. I enjoy, I get I get what you're saying. I enjoy it because I find it really funny because it just becomes so ridiculous that they're just fighting like this. He I don't makes know. Them put on the glasses like I or tries to put the glasses on them like three or four times. Yeah, like, they, they're they're both like, exhausted and on the ground. Starts and ends and restarts and ends and then restarts and you're like, why? Like Carpenter, you're the you are the the Lord of ninety minutes and like somehow. You did not cut this scene down, and I don't know how because the scene that that scene is way too long. But other than that, perfect film. Like, yeah, I I, I like the, I like that scene. I mean, many people would crucify you on the internet if they heard you say what you just said because that's a, that's a very famous fight scene. Like, it's it's known for. That's fine. It doesn't mean that it's a good fight scene. There's well, it doesn't mean out there. more like it doesn't mean you have to like it. Like, you know, everybody has their own nitpicks. For me, for example, my one nitpick with the movie is that. When he, like, um, sort of kidnaps this woman and goes to her house, Holly, I think her name is, and goes to her house, and he sort of, like, you know, she drives him, and they get to the house, and I feel like that whole sequence of events sort of drag a bit. Like, it, Yeah, it's a little slow. It's a little like, slow, and it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, she comes back, I guess, but... You she's need pointless to when she does come back, by the way, and it doesn't really make sense when she comes back. Because at like one point she's like on their side, and then the next point she's like not on their side again. Well, so, I thought she was like, like a mole. Well, that's how I interpreted it, like her being. That's like how I guess too. But like at one point, she's like working with them, and then she's completely against them at the end. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I thought she was like 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 the the aliens infiltrated her. Spoiler alert. But. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting film. It's sort of like, like, it's it's, it's sort of similar to Jennifer's Body. Like the premise is absolutely ludicrous. Like it's ridiculous, but it's taken really? very seriously. I actually, yeah, I I think that it is one of the most genius plots out there. Like, yeah, absolutely. Honest to God, absolutely. this this is one of the best plots at, that that I've thought of, or like that I can think of in a long time because it doesn't fit a normal arc. And the reason that this is genius is if you go to any inner city, Seattle, definitely, definitely in Seattle and <laughs> DC as well. And other places like you have your tinfoil hat people, right? Which are the people that wear like tinfoil hats and they're like, they think that aliens are communicating with them. Uh, I actually, when I worked in Best Buy, when I was like 19, we had a guy who actually wore a tinfoil hat and came in. It was weird, but whatever. Anyway, Jesus. Yeah. So the premise being, and like that's where the term tinfoil hat comes from, right? Like to protect yourself from aliens. The premise of this movie is basically like, what if all those people are right? And mm -hmm. they're just too dumb to, to block out their signal, right? And the, the way that you can block their signal is wearing these dumb sunglasses. Um, it's Which give you a massive headache. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then only with the sunglasses. Well, not only do they like affect your brain, like everything you see, what you know, our interactions with like each other. Alien signal that they're pumping out that yeah. makes you see the aliens as regular people. And it and it turns out that like they basically infiltrated everything. Yes, um, politics, uh, 
And there's also this concept that I've always find interesting of like the evil humans, right? There's this like homeless guy that if you notice that actor also played a homeless guy in Back to the Future. I don't know if you noticed that guy, but Mm-mm. he played like a homeless guy in Back to the Future. Um, he's in the first two. And he's a, uh, he's a homeless guy here. And then by the end, they bump into him and he's just like been bought by the aliens and he's wearing a tux and he's just like a fancy guy. And it's sort of this message of how like capitalism, you know, you can be with a movement or whatever, and then you become rich and just become one of, you know, one of those. Oh, guys. yeah. And then, I mean, that was like the other message. So this movie had two messages, which were interesting. One message was like, beware of the aliens. <laughs> the other message was like, everything is just trying to sell you on like this capitalism and commerce and the way that the aliens are winning is by paying everybody off basically. Yeah. So it's like, it really is like kind of a big, like almost anti-capitalism. Yeah. It was made uh, during like Ronald Reagan's presidency and it was like sort of critical of his position that I, I mean, we were babies back then. So we don't know much, but I think it really increased like inequality, wealth inequality and homelessness and all these things. And the rich were getting richer, poor were getting poorer. Um, and yeah, it's sort of like, look at how, like, because that's when, uh, like, I've, I watched it in theaters. It, it was playing in theaters on Sunday, which I tried to get you to go. But you had to drive like four minutes. So that was a bit long. So Driving is not in the question. Driving is not in the question. Um but it was uh like I, I I noticed even more things. And I think we're we're the main character named Nada, but he, nobody calls him by his name in the movie. But when he loses his shit because he believe he makes it very clear, like I believe in America, I follow the rules, I work hard, the system will reward me. Yeah. And then when he loses his shit is when he sees a politician who's also an alien talking like just like bullshit about like yes, you will be better and. He's like, no, man, this is, he's like, no, this is where I lose it. And that's where he starts shooting people or shooting aliens. <clears throat> um, and then you got a bit, a bit into his background that his, you know, his father was a good person, but then he was a bit affected by the aliens and he became evil and he's like sort of seeking revenge, which I thought was a good yeah. sort of, yeah, like character beat. Again, Car- Carpenter is very subtle. He doesn't like stop and like, tell you about the character's feelings. They just just have a couple of exchanges of dialogue and they just move on. You yeah, know? it's very, everything is one or two lines. Like what we, what we would normally complain about is one or two line fix. Like that's mm-hmm. how his character development works. It's like one or two lines here, one or two lines there, one or two lines there. Right. But by doing Which that, was... you're, he, he gives you enough to get attached to the characters without, you know, without needing like, eight hours of dialogue or exposition exactly and not like you know no like crying scenes and you know whatever it's just like it just tells you this is why this guy's doing this this is why he's here okay i got it move on yeah. it, it's kind of like that was common in the 80s you know like that's what they would do characters like that and, and i mean when you're not building franchises right like you don't have to the, the reason that we see so much of that now is they're building every single character is franchise worthy, right? So they've got to give like back plot and everything else. So yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't, back then. they didn't worry about franchises. Movies rarely got a sequel. So it was a gamble to make different. sequels. Yeah, it was a gamble to make sequels back then because they mm-hmm. usually wouldn't do as good as the original. And now you only do sequels. It's very well. I, 
I feel like we're shifting the cultural moment. I, I, but, but that's a different conversation. Um, because they are remaking some of Carpenter's movies. They were making Escape from New York, which we reviewed in this show a couple of years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, of course, we made Halloween like 37 times. Yeah. Uh, I think The Rock wants to remake Big Trouble in Little China. Which I don't they're know remaking, even... or they remade The Fog already, which we they also remade The Fog already. Yeah, so they're they're trying to like remake Carpenter because he had like some very very interesting ideas. Like his uh, his movies, like he never he rarely like repeated himself. He always tried to do something. I mean, yeah. he did Halloween too, which is sort of like a rehash of the first. But like we, you know, with some exceptions, like he mostly tried different things. He did action comedies. He did horror. He did. This is sort of, I guess, a bit of an action comedy too. Yeah, I don't or... know what this is even classified as. It's awesome. Like it's awesome. I'm I'm really shocked that it only has like a seven point two. Uh, I think it deserves better than that. It's a much where in uh, like unlike IMDb, IMDb or... ranking or if you go to like Metacritic, it's uh, our meta score is like a fifty five. Yeah, so it's not most... as good as it should be. Honestly, no, like, I, I most... think that the reviews are way below where it should be. Yeah, most of Carpenter's movies were not like well received back then. Um, yeah. I think this one did okay, but like most of his movies just didn't do that good. Um, after Halloween and like the fog and you know a few others, but most of like it, they just took their time to be appreciated. Um, and 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 I get why like they're sort of it's just again we always say this like every week, so we should stop saying it. But it's like like honestly, they made this movie now. They would have like so many like look these aliens are doing this. You oh know? my so, god, dude! Yeah. If they made this movie now, one it'd be two and a half hours. This would be part one of a minimum of a trilogy, yeah. minimum of a trilogy. And it would also like they would spin off a character for a TV show or a streaming series, right? Like some dumb character that had barely any plot in the movies, like they'd spin that off. Like that's why I'm a little worried that when they start digging into this IP, because it is really good and I could easily see how they would like take and run with it. And I don't yeah. Think well, well, one one successful Carpenter remake. We're one successful Carpenter remake away from their remaking all his movies. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just like, like, you know, they're just. And he loves it. He loves it when they remake his movies because he just gets a paycheck for not doing anything, which he loves. He said it mm -hmm. numerous times. Like he loves just like getting paid for them to use his movie, like his scripts or whatever. Um, but imagine like how on the nose like the dialogue about this guy's dad changing would be, and they would show it to you and have this like yeah. intense like like opening scene of this young kid suffering, and he would be fired by. Oh, it would be. It's at least I told you two two and a half hour movie at least. Yeah, a whole bunch of like weird things, and yeah, the action like because it's funny because I have it on Blu-ray. Sorry, on 4K. It was a recent edition that came out from. I don't know, uh, one of those companies that make, I think it's Shout Factory or one of those companies that make Blu-rays that you would mm -hmm. never see because you don't buy Blu-rays, but um, they just made one and the cover is sort of like a new artwork by somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like both of the characters with machine guns, like shooting. It almost looks like the cover of like, like the Terminator or something like, you know? Yeah, and and, and the, the aliens on the background, doing like, you know, it's, it's sort of like a cheesy 80s, that's not what it is. Like, there's some shooting at the end, but it's not really like. Oh, there's. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think that they're 
there's not very much of that at all. There's no. like maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's not like that much. And there's no like big like shootout explosions or no, it's just like no. Uh just just where the plot takes you. But at that point they've both like had enough and they're yeah, just I mean, shooting they, everybody. Yeah, uh, and you already know where it's going. Like Yeah. They both have cool. guns, they both can see, they're both going insane at this point. Right. But what about the uh the uh, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know where that line came from, but it's so ridiculous and it's awesome. But it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, apparently, so the, the the main actor Roddy Piper was a wrestler, mm-hmm. um, and he had written that line and he intended to use it in one of his wrestling, uh, and then he just like told it to Carpenter and he was like, "Yeah, do it." <laughs> it just, and I heard it like quoted in in some places and I didn't know where it was until I watched They Live, and I was like, "Oh, that's where that's from." So it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good line. It's a good like ridiculous line. Because again, at that point, he's just lost his shit, so he's just like, pissed. yeah, you're like, well, and also at this point in the movie, it starts like that's where it gets a little campy. I feel like, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna go for it and just break into this whatever it is a bank. I think actually, it is, it is, it is a bank. Yeah, it is, it is really campy. Like it, but again, it's sort of played straight. It's not like begging you to laugh with it like no um, no it's not like it's not like campy for laughs it's good though i mean yeah i was sort of thinking about it like sort of comparing it with cocaine bear um did you watch cocaine bear no okay well cocaine bear is like sort of like this is ridiculous because a bear is on cocaine remember that because the movie keeps telling you how ridiculous that is yeah and it's funny. I get. I laughed a couple of times, but it's like it sort of keeps reminding you, like, look, a bear is doing cocaine, and it just it like continues telling you. And this one's like, just kind of like Jennifer's body, just like it just goes. Yeah, just go with it. I mean, yeah. Once you figure out that his special sunglasses show aliens, you know that it's downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, like it's a ridiculous premise. I love that when he like sees money with the glasses, it says, "This is your god." Yeah, that was that was very good. That was that yeah. was like everything on the sign, like obey, reproduce, mm-hmm. like it's just like all this, like they're telling people just to like keep them controlled. Well, and it goes into black and white, right? Like so, instead of the color world, it goes black and white, and it's like this is good, this is bad. Right. And like it uses black and white as that, like it, it's plain and simple. This is what it is, right? So right, right. Well, yeah. you said you didn't like the the fight scene. Everything else worked. I've always that's something that sort of was like, I'm sort of, I, I wonder if I'm missing some sort of message. Is that the last scene is like like a lady having sex with an alien, and then all of a sudden she figures out that's an alien, and then it oh, just yeah. ends. Like, yeah, I don't know why it ends on that scene, but it was hilarious. It was funny, but what? Like, I get it as a gag, but then you go back to something else, like some sort of like, look at the world freaking out because they figure this shit out. But it just ends with that one, and I wonder if there's something like some sort of message about. I'm, I don't know, but it, yeah, it was really funny. That part it was, was great funny. because it's like, why? It, like, you see it because it's like flipping through everybody realizing that these aliens are around and then it's like just sits on that scene and ends. it has like, yeah done right 
I wonder if it would have been even more cynical if it ended and it's like everybody realizes there's aliens, but since the government is like involved with the aliens, they're just like, yeah, but you know, like, you know, they're welcome and you know, they're part of this world and it just, it could have become like a sort of like, 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 like a five minute little scene of like, yeah, but you know. They're our friends, you know. <laughs> Just like, hey, they've been Carpenter controlling you for thirty years. Allowed to explain himself—that's the mystery of Carpenter. Right, right. It just leaves you like, because most of his movies, if not all, I want to say not not all, but most of his movies, almost like, all, leave you in suspense. Yeah, some sort of suspense, sort of for you to figure out what's next. Yeah, which is kind of like what's frustrating about Halloween because everybody assumed Halloween ended with him being. Uh, like, just if you remember, like, Loomis looks down and Michael Myers' body is gone. Yeah. And and it just it, and it just cuts to a series of shots of empty houses in the neighborhood and the street. And it's like, basically, he could be anywhere. Like, you know, yeah. where the hell is he? Uh, evil is spreading, you know? Um, and many people, I mean, especially a movie producer who wants to make more money out of it, interpreted that as meaning he's still alive. Let's make part two. Um and three which, and four and five and and thirty, and then they made Halloween ends, which you and I really liked. Yeah, that's you true. know, yeah. So it's it, it's it's sort of like yeah, you're supposed to um, like like write part two of Carpenter's movies yourself. Like think think about like what could go next. He's not going to tell you. He's going to let yeah, you figure that out. Well, and that's also what is great about his movies is they spur conversation because you two people can never agree exactly on what their version of part two is going to be. Right. 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 And he did the same, like, you know, with uh, escape from New York sort of ends with him, like sort of turning on the president and, you know, what's going to happen to this guy and what's going to happen now the president has been exposed and, you know, all the electricity, like there's all these things like the same with the fog. It ends with the villains coming back and killing the priest. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, yeah, he, he sort of tries interesting things. Maybe next time I'll get you to watch something like Prince of Darkness or something. And that, that one also has like little, little moments like that. Um, there's so many that I still need to force you to watch. Next week, Christine, which is a movie that he made based on a book by Stephen King about a car who kills people. I know about this movie. Really? I know about it, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Carpenter himself doesn't love it. Um, but I, I thought it was really good. Did you see it in theaters or did you watch it at home? I'm watching it in theaters next week. I'm watching in theaters on Sunday because they played They Live and then Christine in theaters these couple of weeks. So I'm, I, I've seen it. I've seen it uh, already, but now I'm going to watch it in theaters. It has all the Stephen King, you know, greatest hits like the bullies and the nerds. And, you know, like it has all of those like high school. We'll yeah. Yeah. But you won't watch it in theaters. Maybe you'll watch. You'll find it. Maybe I'll watch somewhere. it at home. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'll think about it. Cool. Well, they live. Go watch it as soon as possible. Maybe do a like double feature. Like and subscribe. Do you have the thing? Somewhere. Uh, it doesn't it's matter. not going to go. Yeah, it's okay. Like and subscribe. Remember that. And uh, we'll see you next week for whatever Carpenter movie I convinced John to watch. Not a Carpenter movie. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye.